this is going to be kind of interesting here. So I wanted to try and do this kind of just kind of winging it because this is a very interesting understanding and insight that you can kind of grasp perhaps in your own understanding in life eventually. It may take you some years because, to be honest with you, uh, these things are going to be so fused together that you're not going to see what I'm going to talk about here. But So, in Buddhism, there are the five skandhas or whatever you want to call them, aggregates, you know, form, sensation, thought, um, mental forms, like habits and uh, beliefs and biases, and, uh, you know, consciousness. And so what is the self, really, when you think about what it really comes down to? Because I'm really understanding something really deep here um, by kind of defusing these five, you know, remember the five aggregates, starting to realize what is, is really going on here. And by no means am I going to say that I've reached some kind of level of awakening or enlightenment or anything like this, because what it really ultimately boils down to is making the so-called real unreal. The so-called real in this case being like the uh, thoughts and emotions and experiences of the so-called self. Basically making it, it less real by defusing these these things from each other. So what does it mean to be, what is it, what is the self? What is it really, uh, what is the definition of the self in your own words that you could give here? Um, so the definition of self that I can best give is that self is a body that is feeling emotions, thinking thoughts, has a certain bias, has a certain belief system, and experiences all of this within consciousness, which are the five aggregates of Buddhism. So the first one is form, which is the physical form that you might be in right now, your body. Um, typically speaking, the sense of self that you have is probably going to be pretty strongly uh, focused within the body, probably either the head area or somewhere around those areas, probably like the mid-skull area. It depends on where uh, your focus is. And so your your body is uh, almost directly a sort of direct manifestation of, of the self, in, at least according to the, the mind's idea of self. If you ask most people what this what they think they are, they'll say the body or the brain or the the hands or whatever. Um, right, so that's form, and then sensation is like what is what does it mean to be the self? Feeling the inner body. What does that mean? Like, um, you know, like if you're hungry, you feel that within your body, or if you're peaceful or happy or whatever, there's emotions. Uh, those are sensations within the body 
you know, sensations, meaning like touch and, and like things like this, but also includes emotions. All this kind of gets lumped in with this um, uh, label you call self. You, yourself. And the third uh, aggregate is thoughts. And these, this is pretty obvious because you have the, the sense of I, you know, your name, my name is David, my name is, you know, whatever it is that your name is. It's lumped in with this idea of self. In fact, this is probably most of what you think you are. You, you think you're some kind of personality inside of yourself. Some form, going back to form again, because it circles back on itself. You know, because typically what you're going to find, uh, if you just keep asking yourself this question and your mind is going to, what, what is it going to do? It's going to probably go to form first. I am the body, I am this, whatever it is. And then it's going to go into thoughts I am this, I'm this, whatever it is. It might ignore the sensation, it ignore the emotions, but it might notice the sensation of itself within the skull and goes, I am this. Uh, and so that's sensation. Um, which brings us to the fourth aggregate, which is uh, what you could call mental habits and set points. Um, I've, I've heard different phrases for this. Some people use the phrase mental formation. Uh, some people use the word bias. Um, I, like, I like the phrases mental habit and, for, and a set point because it explains it in some ways of, of, in a better way. So, and what I mean by this is two basic forms. Mental habit, which could be like a bias, could be a belief system. Um, you know, bias that says, oh, I don't like that this person is you know, tapping his foot or whatever. Uh, but then there's also the mental set point, which is like you think a certain way because of maybe how you were, you were raised or how you think this is how it's supposed to be. Like, for instance, a good example is like if you grow up, you grow up, right? Everybody grows up and they grow into school. Like they go to high school, they go to college or whatever. And then they... But because of that, they, they, they learn to do certain things like math and science or whatever in a certain way. And that's what I mean by mental set points. You do things in a certain way, which you could call it a mental habit as well, but I call it a mental set point because typically your mind can kind of get set in that way and you don't really even realize it's a habit at that point. Uh, and this happens in many different ways. It's a very broad kind of way of putting it. Uh, and these mental habits and set points create most of what you think you are, like your personality, yourself, this self-definition that you have of yourself, like, oh, I am David, I'm, you know, an INTP or whatever, you know, I'm uh, supposed to be intellectual and minded or whatever. And so you have these habits, this, these mental habits or whatever, when it call them mental formations could be another word you could use um, and these mental f formations which is probably a closer word anyways because it doesn't just apply to mental habits also goes into beliefs and, and whatnot uh, are the basis of what you are it's very complicated at this level because 
at the first two levels, you really understand, like, oh, yeah, body. Body is, like, form is, like, body. You know, form is talking about a physical realm around us, this kind of thing. But in the second level, is a little bit more complicated, you know, sensation. What does that mean? You know, touch. You know, like, you, you can feel your hand touching something, you know, that kind of thing. But also sensation is in, like, emotion. That this, that's the biggest one that comes to mind for me when, I, when I'm thinking about this, because I think that's really what's being pointed to, I think. Of course, they could be wrong about that, but then you get into the third one, which is, you know, thought, um, which, you know, makes sense. But then you get into the fourth one, which is a very overarching theme throughout most of your thoughts, which is mental formation. 99% of all of your thoughts are made up of mental formation, mental habits and set points, basically. And if you look at your thoughts and observe your thoughts, you'll see this to be true. And so all these thoughts and, and set points, these habits and set points, create this personality, create this you. Of course, we can talk about if it's created in the brain or not. That's a different subject. I'm not going to go into that really uh, because I might do a, a deeper dive on that eventually. But the point isn't really even to go into that in a... In a in a logical argument kind of way. Mostly to go into this in a very practical here and now kind of way. Um, so mental formation. Like, what do you believe is true? What is your bias about what it, what are you experiencing right now? Like, do you like that you're cold or hot? You know, if you're too cold, is that is that annoying for you or whatever? Um, and so... Those create the sensations, emotions, and, and also create more thoughts, which then can create more mental formations. And, and the mental formations thing had got very complicated. Um, but basically it just involves like your habits and set points, which is why I use that word, habits and set points. You know, habits like you know, typically you think the same thoughts every day or similar thoughts every day. Set points as in, like, you think within a certain kind of parameter. Like, if you're doing math, you don't do math by going 1 plus 1 equals 7. You know, you go 1 plus 1 equals 2. You have other parameters as well set up for yourself. Your mental set points that you, you know, you won't disobey because, you know, for various reasons, whatever those reasons are. Um, to give you a very simple and overt example and a crude example even because it goes much beyond this but and so the fifth one is consciousness which is a little bit more complicated to kind of explain to you in words because it's not a word place but consciousness is what is beyond your thoughts and forms and sensations about it and your mental formations about it. Consciousness is everything that these things are not. And so consciousness is, you could call you could say the word emptiness, but even emptiness is a thought, is a word, is, and, and creates a sort of mental formation around it, you know, a mental um, association with like empty air or whatever which is another kind of mental formation. 
we can go deeply into mental formations and that could be like a 16 year long episode because it's just that there's so much to go into there but your consciousness is holding all of this within its space and so you for instance, you're conscious right now of the fact that you're conscious. You're conscious of the fact that you have mental formations. You have mental habits and set points. I'll just stick to the word mental formation because it does make more sense. Um, you know, you're, maybe you're conscious of the sensations you have in your body. Or maybe you're conscious of the sounds that you're hearing in this podcast or whatever, right? And so, consciousness is that thing that cannot be explained. It's everything that the four other aggregates are not. It is not a thought, it is not a sensation, it is not a form, it is not... Uh, mental formation but what does that leave it leaves nothing absolutely nothing and so what I've managed to do at least with the first four haven't really gotten to that level in the five yet because the fifth one is is very uh, subtle in that kind of way Um, and by no means I'm going to say that you're going to be able to do this easily and simply but what I've been able to do is to separate these four and so because what the self really is is these four basically kind of get fused together in your experience and your consciousness which then creates what you call as the self as well as the fifth as well you know the fifth being consciousness very very deep very complicated because it may even be very much different from what you may have heard about what buddhism is and and whatnot and by no means am i saying that saying that this is what a buddhist would tell you because it it may not be this is just what i have noticed in my in my own experience and been able to kind of diffuse if that makes sense as a word into its separate components and by doing that because the reason why I, I, I did this is it's a very very reason very uh, useful thing very useful reason was to because the problem that you have as a self as, as yourself right now is that all these things are fused together right now which is creating confusion See what I did there? Um, and so this confusion is caused because you... the These uh, four things kind of make these five things when they're, they're put together in the way that they are. And particularly the four things. Create uh, a, a sort of... How do I put it in words? They create a kind of uh, illusion of a unified self. That says, I am this, I am these things, I am thoughts and words and sensations and whatever it is. And so, 
Quinn. When you are uh, doing this, the purpose of doing this is to start to disidentify with all these four things. Um, you know, disidentify with them being fused together in the way that they are, because the self is not is not a is not a unified thing. The self doesn't exist, but because the mind like does this thing where it like tricks you into seeing all of this as one thing which it is but it's not in the same way but because the mind does this it, it tricks you into believing in the self um, because the mind what the mind has done is it's taken the thoughts and, and mental formations. In particular, typically speaking, and placed those before consciousness, whatever that is, the, whatever the first four were, you know, maybe it places the form before, you know, the thoughts and mental formations and sensations, and then all that before consciousness. And so, the problem isn't that they're fused together. The problem is that they're fused together in the wrong way, in a sense. Uh, and the importance is placed in the wrong direction. Because the mind needs you to invest in its mental formations. So, if you are having thoughts and emotions right now, what I want you to try and do to give you a practical kind of exercise here is to try and separate these things. Separate the thoughts from the emotion. This is the thought. This is the emotion. Separate them right now, if you can, within your experience, so they're not just one thing and they're not just fused together as one thing. What you'll notice if you do this, if you're able to do this properly, is that the emotion becomes less and maybe even disappears because what's happening is that you're defusing the self. Like, like a defusing your bomb. It's like you're defusing a bomb. You're defusing the self. Um, because when these things are all fused together, these thoughts and emotions, they create instability. They create all these problems. Not to mention attachments and whatnot, which we can get into. Uh. But these, the self is confusing you. Confusing. I'm going to get it. Confusion. Confusing you into believing in its fusion. And the um, fusion that is created within its own constructions. Very, very deep 
uh, very hard to communicate in words because it's not something that you can like understand intellectually. Like you can understand it intellectually, but that's not what I want you to do here. I want you to try and see if you can experience this practically. Uh, and if you don't like it, if you don't like how unreal it makes all of your illusions of your life, that's fine. You can go back to all those in due time after that fusion happens again. But the point is to get you to notice and to become aware of how identification looks and what the self really looks like when it's diffused in this way. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's kind of an interestingly... I uh, just kind of wanted to wing this here with you because I just, you know, have been really noticing a lot of this throughout the past, like not even hour or so. And I just wanted to do this really quick. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to the next one.